the behavior itself is more the final enactment and what you're looking for is to come to a better understanding of each other. This week, how to deal with a micromanaging spouse? Dr. Karen Sherman has answers. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this podcast, you know we love our wine club, and we're going to shamelessly plug it again. This year, our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting, is celebrating their 20th anniversary and are offering special deals and discounts on top of their already existing deals and discounts throughout the year. We love the Hitched Wine Club because it's a monthly reminder to slow down and reconnect. Yes, date night ideas are included with each shipment. We have several different levels of the wine club, from the happy couple of marital bliss to soulmates and happily ever after. Right now, you can join the happy couple wine club level with your first shipment 50% off, bringing the total to under $25. And the shipping is always free. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi Karen. Hello, Steve. So Karen is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, I must have marbles in my mouth today. Uh, um, She is the author of several best-selling books. Her uh, most recent is Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And we today are going to talk about... Uh, micromanaging your spouse and what that means and what's involved and how it could harm or help your relationship. So let's let's dig into it. Um, I'm going to start off, Karen, by saying that we all want to be involved with our spouse's lives. I mean, that's, I mean, we're, it's a partnership that we go through our lives together. Well, let's hope so. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. And so, um, but we can also be suffocating if we get a little too involved and begin to micromanage the other person's life. Mm-hmm. How can you know if you're being too involved in their daily, I guess, routine? I think your partner is going to kick back in some way. They're either going to complain or they're going to start shutting you out and not listening to you. Um, you know, I think people have different needs and there are going to be some spouses who are going to be really happy to have you involved, take, you know, uh, making their appointments or checking in on them or things like that. And if it works for them, you know, who are we to say you're too involved? Mm -hmm. You know, as a therapist, I might say it's a little enmeshed or whatever, but you know, if it's working for you and, and you're happy with it, then I'm not going to, you know, call it. But I think that if, your partner is feeling, starting to feel suffocated and isn't liking it, then you're going to know it from your partner. Uh, they're they're going to let you know it. Okay. Uh, and it, does this come back to one of those things where if your partner's complaining, it's good because they still care? Because I know we've talked about that when they stop complaining. Uh, yeah. If you've been micromanaging and, they're compl- and, and they've been complaining and complaining and all of a sudden they stop, that's a bad yes. sign. 
Yes, absolutely. On the other hand, though, uh, you may be with somebody who doesn't speak up and is just quiet in general mm -hmm. and just starts tuning you out. So it really means that you've got to be self-aware that, you know, if you keep saying something to your partner and they're not answering you and not saying, oh, yes, that's a good idea or I hadn't thought of that or, okay, yes, I'll attend to that, then you've got to be aware that the silence, you know, silence sometimes speaks very loudly. So if you're not getting any kind of responsiveness to your suggestions, mm -hmm. then, um, you know, I think you have to be noticing that, you know, that that's a signal as well. Okay. That was nicely put, though, the suggestions. And I think, yeah. <laughs> is that a way that you can uh, approach this by saying, you know, I appreciate your suggestions as opposed <laughs> to your nagging? Yes. Yeah. I, that's certainly going to go off a little bit there. <laughs> um, now, is, is there a, a reason that we micromanage that we can get control over this issue? Yes. I, I think, first of all, I think it probably comes from um, our own sense of not feeling in control. Um, you know, we might be afraid of something. Um, it might be a, a mechanism that we've used to deal with our own life. Um, but generally, when we feel the need to take over somebody else's life and look over everything and watch everything, um, it's really something, it's a statement more about us. Unfortunately, um, the message it's sending to your partner is somehow telling them that they're not good enough. Um, that, that can be certainly seen as you don't know what you're doing or you're not doing this well enough or whatever. So you've got to be really, really careful. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, I, I can tell a real quick story. I'm not going to obviously mention names, but some close friends of ours, um, he right now is, um, not doing well and his uh, wife, who's my friend, said, I'm having a real hard time being compassionate for the fact that he's sick because he just refuses to go to a doctor. He hasn't been to a doctor in several years. Mm. He hasn't been to a dentist in several years. And he's sick, and there was really no reason for him to get sick if he had been going for regular checkups. Um, so, you know, sometimes you do need to... Um, sort of prod your partner uh -huh. into, you know, being more on top of things. But um, a lot of times when you are micromanaging, which is our topic today, it comes out of your own need for some kind of control. Okay. I, it, it's funny you, you mentioned that. My, my, my mom uh, told my wife uh, one of her pieces of advice she gave my wife, which Jess uh, thinks is like the most brilliant piece of advice she's ever received uh was about health and my mom basically told her you know what just make his doctor's appointments for him mm. because he won't do it himself and i have to admit like she's right Be and it's not i take that back i i probably would um if i you know i i, I think i would however it's not top of mind for me like i'm a very healthy person like i take really good care of myself all the time um, and so it's not on, in terms of my priority list, going to a doctor once a year for me, um, just so they can tell me that I'm in good health. 
Mm-hmm. I know it's stupid. I get it. I can already hear people just like, oh my God, you're an idiot. I get it. But because of that, uh, Jess now just makes my checkup appointments for me. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a way that she uh, it kind of ensures that uh, my health d- is what I think it is. Um, and, and at first she was appalled by this idea. Like I shouldn't have to do that for him. Uh, or, you know, that kind of a thing, but she's come around and thinks it, it, it's like a brilliant idea. Um, which actually segues me to my next question. Mm -hmm. Are there some things that are worthy of micromanaging such as your spouse's health or perhaps money and finances and that kind of thing? Well, let's take health. First of all, men are notorious for not taking care of their health. So, you know, you're not unusual. Um, well, I, to, to, my, to my defense, I actually take care of my health. I okay. just don't do the checkups. I, as a matter of fact, right before this um, podcast, I just finished my daily several-mile run. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, but- I know. I'm very defensive about this. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> anyway, most men um, are don't like going to doctors. Um, just don't pay attention to any of that. And there's a number of reasons for that. Um, you know, whether it's they feel weak or they don't want to deal with it. You know, men tend to work under the idea if it's not broken, don't fix it. So they don't go until, you know, they don't work preventatively. Um, so... You know, for women to say, you know, you need to watch out for this or to go once a year for your checkup or whatever, that's not a bad thing. And I don't know that that's so micromanaging. Um, you know, another another little thing about the difference between men and women, um, mm-hmm. and I've read this before, and I think it probably holds true, is that the the reproductive systems of men and women, men mm-hmm. have a much simpler uh, uh sexual organ reproductive system than women do. Yes. Um, and women, therefore, have been going to the doctor for regular checkups and things of that nature for a lot longer. And it's kind of ingrained in how they view visiting the doctor. Whereas men, um, you know, you really go pretty much only for like a checkup or when something's broken, not for, you know, regular maintenance, let's say. I have a comment. I don't know if I should go there. Okay. You know how they say to you, like, um, think with your big brain, not your little brain? Yes. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Do it. You know, I think in general, men are just more simplistic. (laughs) Okay. No, that, hey. (laughs) But, you know, I don't want to be accused of male bashing. So, we'll just move right along here. Let's move okay. to the second part of the question about money. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I think it depends on the situation. When you have um, a situation, let's say, where uh, one of the spouses has a gambling problem um, or has trouble managing finances, then I think that the other partner does have to micromanage a little bit more. Um, but if you know, you're going to get into a situation where you're really looking over each other's shoulders constantly and um, saying, you know, what are you spending? What are you doing? You know, whatever. Again, um, the message really that's being sent is, I don't trust you. I don't feel that you're doing this well. Um, And 
And that's, that really um, is going to undermine your partner and make them not feel good. So you really have to be careful of that. And I just want to say, uh, when, since we're both being defensive here, I was making a joke before. I, I just want I, <laughs> people to know that. It's okay. totally fine. <laughs> All right. Um, so, okay, so let's let's talk about the the um, the relationship in the sense that, and this kind of goes back to what we originally were talking about. When you micromanage, is it possible that even though you're trying to do something to stay more in touch, that you could actually be creating more distance in your marriage? Oh, absolutely, and I don't think that micromanaging is a way of staying in touch. I don't think that it's. The, the purpose is to stay in touch. I think the purpose is to feel like you have a handle on what's going on or to um, make sure that something is getting done in the service of, you know, something could happen or something's out of line. I don't think its main intention is to stay in touch with each other. So it's more more related to trust and control then? Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't think that it's going to... Uh, increase the connection between the two of you. I think it absolutely can uh, create a wedge between the two of you. Okay. Uh, well, then this, I, I think I need to rephrase my final question here, but do you have any tips, um, and, and I know you do, on how couples could stay, I don't want to say in touch, but more connected um, or more informed uh, with what their spouse is doing without being a micromanager. So uh, say your your husband spends too much money on his hobby or the wife spends too much money on whatever and you've agreed to a budget uh, and you want to keep on that budget but you don't want to be over their shoulder asking them about every little thing that they've purchased. What What kind of tips do you have for us? Well, you know, I think that the best way to approach it is to say, you know, um, I may be wrong about this, but I'm sort of feeling like the budget we created together um, it, it sort of is falling by the wayside. I'd like to take a look at it again. I'd like to revisit it. Um, or, you know, we sort of made a pact with each other that we were each going to go for um, an exam, you know, a physical exam, and I looked at my calendar, I called the doctor and realized that I was there, and I, I was so shocked, it was a year and a half ago, um, and I, I happened to ask when you were there last, and, you know, they said, you haven't been there in two years, um, and, you know, I, I don't want to be watching over you, but it, we sort of made this agreement, can, can we talk about what's been going on? So, you know, I, it's more about um, sort of discussing things from the point of view of, you know, let's get back in touch with what it is um, we had agreed to and, you know, where have we um, allowed life to get in the way or um, why are we having trouble uh, keeping the agreement that we had. You know, sometimes when I'm working with a with some as an individual or as in a couple and um, we've agreed that they're going to work on a certain project or there's something that uh, the person said they were going to do and they didn't do it. So maybe they, they just didn't get to it that week and then they didn't get to it the second week. By the third week I look at them and I say okay so you haven't done this for three weeks 
maybe there's something in what we you agreed you were going to do that's that's too difficult. Let's look at that. You know, what is the issue with it? And so the point is you can connect more by understanding what it is that's stopping the plan that the two of you had. And that conversation can be very connecting. Um, so with your, the behavior itself is more the final enactment. And what you're looking for is to come to a better understanding of each other. Okay. Now, is there a part of this where the person who is being micromanaged, uh, I, I, we're, I'm going to make a presumption here that the the person doing the micromanaging doesn't feel that whatever it is that they have agreed to, let's say, is getting done, and therefore they're micromanaging the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you are being micromanaged, do you have a responsibility in this if you – let's let's say – Let's keep it simple. So let's say that you were told um, to take out the garbage Mm -hmm. and you haven't been taking out the garbage Mm -hmm. uh, on a regular basis as promised. Do you have a responsibility then to ask for help rather than getting um, micromanaged from your spouse if if that's in fact what you need? Well, okay, so there's a couple of things. So you, you don't take out the garbage. Okay, let's say it's the guy. He doesn't take out the garbage. And she keeps, you know, going, you didn't take out the garbage, you didn't take out the garbage. So there's a couple of different things. He can either say something like, you know, I realize, you know, I, I understand that you keep bugging me to take out the garbage. And and here's the thing. I, I agreed to it, and I only agreed to it because of X, Y, and Z. And I, I'm really not happy with the whole idea of taking out the garbage. It really, you know, is something I can't stand doing or, you know, I'm, I'm too busy. I don't get home at, at night until 1130. And maybe one of the kids should be taking out the garbage. After all, our kids are, you know, 15 now and they could be, you know, 15 and 16, they could be doing it. Okay. Um, or, you know, you're right. Um, you know, um, I haven't been doing it and, you know, this is a different scenario. I realize I haven't been doing it and I should, you know, let me come to you and tell you that I realize I haven't been keeping up my, my agreement and, you know, um, here's why. The point is, you know, I'm a big one for communicating and, and talking about things. Again, it's an opportunity to discuss you know, what's really going on. It could even be, I mean, we've made it very simplistic about the garbage, but, you know, let's say the person is micromanaging about the health. Okay. The person who's being micromanaged could turn and say, you know, I do take good care of my health. I run, I eat properly, I'm feeling fine. It's not that I'm unaware of myself. If I, if I don't feel well, I am the kind of person that will go to the doctor why do you feel the need to keep reminding me when you see that I, you know, can we discuss that? Mm. Why, you know, I know, you know, can we talk about why you, you feel you have to tell this to me? So there's a lot of different ways to do it. I don't think there's one pat answer. I think the main point is to get to what is underneath it, not just the simple behavior. So you can, yeah. I was just going to say, so really it's, we're, we're, for most of these examples, if not all of these examples, we're talking about actions uh, in terms of micromanaging somebody else's actions, and 
But in, instead of digging into the action, we dig into the understanding as to why or why not that is being done. That's correct. And that is through proper communication. That's correct. And addressing it that way. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Well, there you go. <laughs> Easy as that. There uh, you go. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Or was that was that a pretty good summation? Oh, I think I think you did a good job summarizing okay, that. Okay, good. Excellent. Well, uh, if you guys listening have any que- follow-up questions on this topic, let us know. Um, I do understand that micromanaging is a somewhat hot topic, not in the sense that it's uh, all over the news or anything, but I know it's something that's prevalent in a lot of relationships. So if you have something that didn't quite get addressed here, let us know and we would be happy to follow up on the issue. Uh, But until then, I want to thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Indeed it is. Mine too. Uh, So before you guys click off, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. She has a program out that you can check out on uh, the website from fighttoforeplay.com, which is the From Fight to Foreplay program. Uh, Check out the video there. It's really good. It explains everything, um, and I think you'll enjoy it if if that's the situation you're in. Uh, Karen has a newsletter, by the way. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, and you can get it at Uh choicerelationships.com. Or KarenSherman.com? Dr. Karen Sherman.com? Okay. So uh, check out her newsletter. uh, You can sign up at DrKarenSherman.com www.drkarensherman.com um, and of course we have our newsletter we have a couple actually um, although one gets out sent out every Monday um, so if you haven't signed up for that we one of the things I want to highlight is every time we post a new podcast episode we identify that new episode in the, in the uh, newsletter so if you want to stay up to date on topics about uh, that you can listen to on your drive to work Monday uh, or it usually goes out late Monday so Tuesday morning uh, be sure to sign up for it you can uh, find the link on our homepage you can stay in touch with us on all of our social net on all the social networks uh, Karen as well um, and I know I'm running long so I will cut it off there uh, and I want to thank you all for listening I want to thank you one last time Karen it's always a pleasure thank you Steve all right that's gonna do it for us this week take care everybody Bye.